Welcome to Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. Join our host, Jacob Koenig, a partner at Woodbridge International, as he gives you the knowledge to navigate complexities, embrace strategic shifts, and prepare you to sell your business with no regrets. At Woodbridge, we know how to give you the wisdom to achieve your ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Jacob Koenig. Welcome to the show. Today, our guest is James Jack. He's the creator and ongoing leader of UBS's business owner's client segment within uh, the UBS Global Wealth Management Division. James, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you, uh, Jacob. It's great to be here. Um, thank you so much. Absolutely. So, so James, maybe we can start with uh, with some understanding from your perspective here, if you could elaborate a little bit on some of the unique challenges that business owners face when preparing to sell or transfer their business, especially compared to other high net worth individuals. Just coming right at it. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, it's funny is I think for a business owner, what makes the sale or an exit of a business or the monetization of their life's work is is really kind of that last part that I just mentioned. It, there's a lot at stake um, on it. And I don't think this is a particularly original idea by any means, but there's a lot at stake, uh, not just because it's their life's work and you know maybe their retirement is, is kind of coming as a result of this, but there's a lot of emotional baggage is not the right word, but you know, there's a lot of emotional things, a part of it, and a lot of self-identity ramifications. So when a business owner or an entrepreneur sells a business that they've had for 10, 20, 30, 50 years, or maybe it's a multi-generational business, mm -hmm. you know, th there's a lot that's going to go on there. And what will change as a result mm -hmm. of exiting this business? And I think a lot of folks, they know that, yeah. but they don't necessarily really think it through and prepare for that. And, you know, that's why there's there's a bit of a cottage industry uh, that has popped up around business owners and, and exit planning. And, you know, certainly UBS has been around it for, you know, 160 years and Woodbridge, you know, we've been great partners for many, many years. So, but even more and beyond, you're seeing this huge growth in you know, certified exit planning advisors and, and other types of folks uh, over the last decade as baby boomers in particular get ready to, you know, go through this transition. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you bring up this emotional component uh, to yeah. deal making and certainly that's something that, that we're living and breathing every day. And I'm curious to hear in, in your experience, um, you know, the role of the financial advisor in, in guiding business owners through that sale process and, and the transition. Yeah. Well, I think traditionally in our industry, Jacob, the financial advisor may have come closer to the end of the process. Right. And that really just, um, mm. it's unfortunate because that doesn't do the financial advisor well, and it yeah. certainly does not do the business owner or the client uh, well. And what do I mean by that is, so I started our business owner's client segment for UBS about six years ago now, I think we're going in on to our seventh year. 
And of course, we've been working with business owners for a long, long time. If you're focused on wealth management, you're working with business owners because that's just how wealth is built. But one of the reasons why we built this group is because a lot of financial advisors, not just at UBS, but across the industry, were saying, you know, Jacob, you're my client, you're a business owner, and of course, when you sell, I'll manage your assets. And what we wanted to make sure is there was a core group of advisors who were saying, yes, that's true, but actually, if I come in and if I help build a financial plan, if I help work with a tax advisor, if I help connect with an investment banker, we can really change outcomes uh, for business owners so that it's not just that one transaction. How can you maximize the value of that business by creating competitive tension so that multiple people bid on it, whether that means more money or better terms, right? How do you maximize the net proceeds for the people and causes you care about. You care about your family, I'm sure. But if you can give while living and and give in advance of a sale, potentially your charitable intent can be much, much bigger because you can really think through it and take advantage of the various laws that our Mm -hmm. government has put in place to incentivize giving. So you can really be powerful on those two particular things, but then you can also be much more thoughtful and and intentional on what's your strategy with your family? What's your strategy with yourself? What's your strategy with your charitable giving? What's your strategy with the future of your business when a new owner takes it? So that's a lot of stuff. So some financial advisors are just saying, hey, call me when you're ready. Other financial advisors say, I can be a a much greater impact to you. And of course, if I do all of those things, of course, I'm going to win the business. Of course, we're going to form a relationship for life. And it can be so much, much more powerful that way. And so that's what we've been doing at UBS is that's what you need to do. You need to get in front of business owners and help them, help Mm -hmm. them think that through, especially since we're relationship-based. not transactional. We can think bigger picture. We can try to think objectively. You know, it's not just about money per se. It's about a lot of different things and thinking about goals. So if, whether it's UBS or some other financial advisor, if you're a business owner who's thinking about building your team to do an exit, you want to make sure that your financial advisor, whomever they are, is talking in terms of that. If all they're talking about is, hey, once you get this big bunch of money, how we're going to invest it, Anybody can do that. Anybody right. can do that. that. That holistic understanding of of the client's goals and, and objectives. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be able to put you in a position to, as you say, really achieve those. And, um, you know, you brought up a great point there about getting a competitive auction, right? And mm-hmm. having a, a system in place, knowing that it's not just about who you know uh, when you're going out to market. It's about creating that market. It's about getting a multiple different bids, different groups, not just relying on uh, on who it is that uh, that you know. I think at Woodbridge, I think uh, 80%, if I recall the statistic, right, uh, of, of our clients have never heard of the ultimate acquirer of their company. So I believe it. Yeah. I, I believe it because I think we as human beings are, you know, we're subject to thinking like, oh, okay, of course I know who will purchase my business. It's the core competitor, it's my, it's the person down the street, it's my child. And what they don't think about per se is that there is such a, a broader, a broader market out there. First of all, on a child, we've done uh, a lot of statistics that surveys that, you know, something like 80% of heirs don't want mom and dad's business because they want to go do their own thing. They'd rather the proceeds, of course, right? And then they're going to go build their own thing. 
that's a big part of it, I'm sure. But it also is probably a big fact that most of your heirs probably can't afford mom and dad's business because values have gotten so much over the last decade. And so that's kind of one strategy. Okay, well, that changes your point of view. And then, yes, you've got your competitor and they're going to make an offer. But to your point, you said something like 80% don't know their ultimate buyers. You don't know who is looking to make an inroad in your space, in your geography. It could be the company across the state. It could be a company across the street. It could be a company across the ocean, right? And you never really know until you put it out there. And um, you're right, creating competitive tension. A single buyer yeah. is not an auction, uh, right? So that's one of the things that we're, you know, we have our own global investment bank, of course, but for most middle market business owners, we're working with folks like like you guys, right, at Woodbridge, because you have the um, expertise, the knowledge in the, let's say, 10 to, I don't know, $200 million space, something like that. And that's where so many business owners, mm-hmm. particularly in the baby boomer generation, but now even more and more so in the Gen X and even millennial side are, you know, it behooves business owners to really be thoughtful and, and consider that. And then, you know, if they've got a great business, mm-hmm. if they've got good fundamentals, you know, it can really make it happen. Sure. And you, you mentioned that expertise and having your expertise, you know, focused on business owners, you, you not only know the other um, experts in, in the field, uh, not just the M&A advisors, but the, the right accountants, the right lawyers to speak to, building that right team, as you've said, mm-hmm. that's super crucial. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, you have to exit planning is a team sport. I tell other advisors, especially financial advisors. So that is a critical part because if you're not operating together, if, if you're operating in silos, it, it, things are going to be problematic because you need to know what are my goals for life afterwards, right? And so understanding what my goals are, what am I spending? Because there's a good chance that a lot of your spend is happening in the company right now. That will come over to you. You need to understand that. You need to think that through. What's my impact from a tax standpoint? How can I be the most efficient that way? How can I give uh, you know, most efficiently? So that way I can understand what do I need and to live the lifestyle I want to live for me and my family. And what do I need to clear? Yep. And if you have all of that information and not no one person can bring all of that together because it's really, really thoughtful, then you can get a sense of, okay, well, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Then it's how do I get that or how do I get more than that so I'm safe, you know, so I can create some padding? And then how can I protect that mm-hmm. with proper terms and conditions protections, right? That's where a good lawyer, a good investment banker is going to come into play. And a financial advisor is through that whole process. Their work then truly begins afterwards when they start investing so that they can maintain that lifestyle. But if they're not in part of the whole process, you know, you're going to really miss on what, you know, what do I need to make sure that I can work? And the good thing is a lot of financial advisors know all of those people like UBS. Our power is not um, so much what we do, although, you know, we're a huge global brand, right? Global company. Our power is that we have great connectivity with others and in play with that open architecture. That collaboration, right? Yeah. That's what it's about. It's Stop, collaborate, listen, you know, exactly. Vanilla Ice said it best. Yeah. Bad joke, but it's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> it absolutely is because, you know, from our perspective, having that financial advisor's perspective really helps, especially when things get difficult and the negotiations are in a in a, a place where, yeah, as you said, it's a very emotional experience. Yeah. Business. And so, 
sometimes things that are not even economic related will pop up and and just sort of get get in the way to be able we to talk about that to, you know what are the goals what are we really trying to accomplish here we talk about that all the time one of the things when i talk to clients jacob is yeah i don't talk about investments at all a, I'm not a financial advisor, but that's part of the reason. Um, but B, it really what uh, the most of what I'm talking to business owners as they're thinking about this is what does it mean for them as a person, as an individual? And keeping it really simple, really high level, I talk about three things. I think a business brings to a, an owner their time. So how do they fill their day, right? Obvious. And so then people think about, well, if I'm no longer Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, what am I going to do with myself, uh, right? And so some people say, oh, well, I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to play golf every day, and it's going to be great. Well, believe it or not, you can get tired of playing golf. So what you know, thinking about that, that's kind of number one, time. Number two, where I think a lot of folks get consternation about an exit and maybe where cold feet can develop is their social lives. You know, their whole lives, them, their spouse, maybe their their broader family in general, is based on them being a business owner. Mm -hmm. So they might be concerned that their friendships may pitter out. They may not be able to make new friendships. What if something goes wrong and the new owner stinks and now everybody hates them in the community? Those are all valid concerns. But you can think about that. You can't solve it per se, but at least you can think about it and when you're talking to a proper advisor, a, a lawyer, a investment banker, et cetera, you can say, no, you know what? Money is – this means this to me, but these other things about culture or about my relationships, they mean also a great deal. And so that creates you know, the, the give and go. And then the third, the third one – so it's time, social life. The third one is purpose. Why do I get out of bed every day? And some folks you know, are worried about that. And so – Thinking about purpose is really important because you can have those conversations with your financial advisor about what life will be like afterwards. You can build a financial plan and you can integrate what will be new, whether it's a philanthropic cause, maybe it's a new venture, maybe it's angel investing, maybe it's investing in a a child's, uh, you know, an adult child's uh, venture, whatever it may be, there's a lot of different options out there, or maybe it's not just investing or starting, but maybe it's giving your time, your brain power to help people. You can be thoughtful about that and put a plan in place. So all of those three things are not at all dealing with the everyday of what a UBS would do with, is how do I invest my, you know, my proceeds? Of course, they integrate into some of those three things, but just mm-hmm. by us being kind of the armchair psychologist, by bringing it up, by talking to them, again, we're trying to be here for a lifelong relationship. So we want someone, if they're going to go through, is probably the most significant financial event of their lives, to be really thoughtful and intentional about it. So an open-eyed about what will you know, what will change for the good and what will change for, you know, that will require some challenging and some thinking. I really like how you've put that, you know, in terms of intentionality. We yeah. Certainly the right place to be, uh, the right mindset to have. Uh, and you've mentioned as well, I think um, UBS and, and especially your your unit has hosted educational events for business mm-hmm. owners. I'm curious to hear a bit about what those uh, events cover in terms of topics and, and how they benefit business owners. They cover all different things. And, and you know, 
Larry has become a great friend over Larry the years. Reinhardt, the partner at Woodbridge. Yes, Larry Reinhardt's from, from Woodbridge. He's been become a really great friend to, to UBS and to me. And in, in many senses, I've learned a ton from him mm. because we've had you guys at some of those programmings. Sure. Generally, you know, it can be all different things, but typically we're going to cover the key things, which is kind of planning and the investment banking and life after. Those are the three core topics. We also cover things like ESOPs where, you know, UBS is a big ESOP uh, space. So where you're, you're selling your business in part or in whole to a trust that benefits your, your employees, not for everybody. There's some complications to that. There's also some benefits. So we talk about all different types of strategies. We talk about family advisory a lot because we do a ton with that. Ultra high net worth individuals, which is really our, you know, our sweet spot there is a lot of complexity and it's not just about going through a transaction, which is complex itself. So it's bringing the resources of UBS, bringing the resources of our friends and partners, you know, like Woodbridge to bear for them. And it could be as simple as, Hey, here's a simple panel and let's network to a much broader, more extensive, you know, seminar. So we, we cover all different types on there, but at the end of the day, it's all about education because we know that, you know, no one's going to go to a seminar, and say, I'm selling my business tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I'm, well, maybe not. Uh, Unlike, not highly same. unlikely. Yeah. You know, highly unlikely. It's a process and right. it's about educating and informing people so that they can begin the process, they can be informed, and they can make decisions that will put them in a better situation so that when they do decide to exit, or if life brings mm-hmm. exit upon them, either for good or for bad, it can go either way, that they can try to do their best to maintain or even improve upon value. That is the key thing. We've seen so many nightmare stories where it hasn't worked out that way. And it's just about making sure our clients are better informed to take action. So look, James, I'd love to quickly go back in, in time here. And, and seven years ago, when, when this was all forming, the uh, business owners client segment, how did it come into being? What was the impetus? I think a big part of it outside of me was, you know, a lot of folks were seeing that this, you know, silver wave tsunami, you know, kind of was beginning, right? You were seeing seven years ago, baby boomers now were on average getting close to the age of retirement, you know, the quote unquote age of retirement. So I think that, you know, just seeing that and seeing that we could do better in supporting them, that's a big part of it. So that I think was the kind of the impetus. I was a, I was a product developer in our our lending department. So I was doing cash products and loan products for for business owners and and high net worth individuals. And I was tapped to, and they said, "Hey, you've built a lot of things. Right. You know, why don't you come build this?" And so I've got you know the best opportunity of my life. My entire life has changed as a result of that. And I meet tremendously interesting people. It's so fun for a financial advisor to take you on to a a meeting with a client or, you know, I'm just traveling and you meet another random person, you know, on the boat or on the train or on the plane and that you say what you do. And then, you know, business owners are all around us and they're fascinating people. So it's been a great joy and a great dream to take this role on, but you know, it come, it stems from UBS as a 160-year-old entity, Payne Weber, which is UBS purchased in the United States, also 160 years old, Credit Suisse, who UBS purchased uh, you know, early uh, last year um, after the banking crisis, have all had tremendous 
you know, 100 plus year histories mm-hmm. with entrepreneurs, because as, as someone who focuses on wealth management, yes. wealth management, wealth is built through entrepreneurship. All of the statistics indicate that. So it's, we've been doing a good job with it, but we knew we could do a better job because we can create much better results for our clients if we're earlier in the process. And that's ultimately it. And so it's been a great dream to take this role on and to build it. It's exciting. And, you know, every day is different, which that I love. I'm not the type of person, Jacob, who brings a syllabus to work every day. You know, so. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, I think that's a great way to to end it unless there's something else that you wanted to share. No, I just. I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me and and thank you for just the years of partnership that Woodbridge has had with UBS. You know, we so appreciate it. Um, you guys, and anytime we call you, yeah. you guys are ready to to help and either, hey, just talk to someone or actually go through a whole process. You're always there. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the same. Appreciate your partnership. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again, James, Jack, yeah. for, for joining us today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guest and their insights. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.